What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Comics Collective. My name is Nick. My name is Quinn. And this is Sonny. And on tonight's episode, or as we say here at Comics Collective, it is another episode. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, Cyberpunk 2077. 77? Did I say that right? 2077. Okay. Okay, cool. Um <laughs> We're going to be talking about Wonder Woman being released Christmas Day. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, Jesus Christ, uh, what we're reading. And then we're also going to be talking about what is going to be happening with this podcast going forward and what our ambitions are for uh, you guys and uh, for us. But before we get into all of that, I think we should go ahead and pull out our cell phones um, and pull out the tablets or laptops or whatever electronic right yeah oof doohickeys that's a good one <clears throat> go ahead and get that pulled out and then i want you to go on twitter and follow us at comics collect i3 facebook comics collective and instagram at comics collective and you can also follow me on instagram at that guy nick 92 and Quinn, where can they follow you at, buddy? You can follow me on Instagram at Two Faced Charade. And uh, Sunny, uh, I don't have another Instagram yet, but you also can get all our links. You can find us all at Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, through our mini link. So it's uh, mini link dot co's slash at comments collective collective with a number zero we yeah, we'll are try to throw, we'll in... try to throw that up on uh facebook and all of our socials if we can but it's, it's already on our facebook so just Perfect. click that link and it's all there you can find us in all those sites you can see who the prepared one is thanks sonny <laughs> we are living in the future yep <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive right into it. I think uh, everyone's dying to hear our thoughts and opinions about uh, cyberpunk. I know I'm dying to hear you guys talk about cyberpunk and what you guys feel about it. Um, so let's start with the angry one. Uh, Sonny? <laughs> what? Well, definitely not angry about this game. I can't wait. I'm just one of my biggest games of the year that I've been waiting for for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, CD Projekt Red is the shit when it comes to their games because they control everything in it and no one rushes them for doing their shit. Um, I just been watching a bunch of videos on it, the choices that you can make, how they affect the game. And so you start off with three life paths. You can be a nomad, a street kid or a corpo. Uh, I'm still weighing my options between being a corporal or a street kid because I think I relate more with the street kid aspect of it uh-huh. than, the, the, than the nomad part because, you know, I didn't grow up in the outskirts of East Tumblefuck somewhere. But, but yeah, other than that, the game looks good, man. It looks really fucking good. The choices you I, I love games where you can make choices and then it affects the story. You know what I mean? So it's just, yeah. it's definitely a high want for me and I, I just can't wait for this shit to come out because you probably won't hear from me for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i am I'm, I'm personally pretty excited um i haven't been doing as a deep dive as you guys have in, into you know what the game's about and all that stuff but i mean it just super super hyped 
and definitely super ready for this game to come out so we can actually um, see Keanu Reeves in a game. I'm kind of excited about that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, one of, one of my things I want to do in the game is I want to be a street samurai. Like, I just want to get, like, a dope ass. Because they say during the game, you can find different weapons, like legendary weapons and whatnot, throwing the game when you just explore. And I love that type of shit when you just, I can explore a game and don't even do the story mode. Just, just do shit, just on my own and find different things. So I'm interested in trying to become, like, a street samurai with a, you know, a, a laser sword or some shit. Just be, just can just decapitating people just because I can. I can't wait for this game. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, so like a few years ago, uh, Sonny and I had tried this role playing game to which I cannot remember the name of it. Sonny, you can probably help me out. Shadow run. Shadow run. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, like uh, cyberpunk. And that's what I was going to say. It, it kind of has that same cyberpunk feel. Um, and so being able to take that aspect, uh, not have a time commitment with my friends, but be able to actually just like control my path through uh, a video game sounds really in- like intriguing to me. Um, unlike Sunny, it is not like my absolute top r- priority only because so many games came out in November. I my head is still spinning and I'm still trying to play through a couple of them. Um, so I'll probably be juggling between Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed. Um, but I am very excited about this game. Um, I, I want to see what the what the hype is about, and I want to know why it was delayed so many times. Uh, so I really hope it lives up to all the promises that um, people are really excited about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be there on launch day. Well, to answer, to answer that question, it was delayed because they wanted to make the game perfect. Not just put it out like all the other studios put their their shit games out and all these day one patches and all that other shit. Oh, and as so, a uh, as a bonus for me, uh, a YouTuber that I really really like apparently has like an entire side mission in Cyberpunk. Um, and uh, Sunny knows who that is, Alana Pierce from. Where do you know her from? I know her from IGN. She was on IGN, and then she went to um, Rooster Teeth. Uh, uh, that's a subsidiary of it. Um, I can't even remember the damn thing because after everybody got split up, I stopped watching the damn channel. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, first chance I get, I'm killing her. So. Well, what's really funny is that, like, <laughs> apparently she had to quit her job in order to pursue this because now she's working for Sony. So it all came full circle. Apparently, she did this voice acting job, and then they ended up offering her a job at Sony, and now she's like going to be like a big executive over Sony doing something. I think she's like designing games or something like that. Well, she had the job before. She she had it while she was doing other shit too. Well, I think she's now dedicating that full time, which hey, good on her. I mean, that's awesome to like finally be able to get into the industry uh instead of just reviewing what the industry has to provide. So that's pretty cool. So now you can be hands on and be creative. I would like a job like that. It's pretty cool. Cool. But what's cool. our next topic there, Nick? Cool, cool, cool. Um, I, I think I want to think. Let's stick at this one first, just another second. Are there any other games that you guys can think of that were delayed that uh, ended up sucking? Delayed that ended up sucking. Oh man, that's a hard one. Um, because that's that's my fear with this game is that. It's oh, gonna, you know it's, what? Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, whatever the last Battlefield was, I heard, like, still got terrible reviews even after it had been delayed for, like, two months. It had been delayed twice, and it was a month each time, and that was when I was working at GameStop. And I remember when launch day came around, like, nobody participated. And then, for me, I was just like, oh, well, maybe our store really isn't, like you know, the place to get Battlefield for some reason. And I looked up the reviews. Apparently people weren't as enamored with it as the last one. But that's the only you, thing I can remember. Did you say, so you want to know, like, um, this cycle or just games in the past that were delayed that were terrible? Just games in general that were delayed or just, like, took forever for them to put out. Oh, uh, Shenmue 3. Oh, God, yeah. Um, what is the other My- one? Mighty number nine. No, what was the one with the giant fuzzy creature? And you walked around as like a monk. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be a PS2 game. It came out on the end of the cycle of PS3 and got ported over to PS4. And it was so bad. It was by the same people that did the game where all you do is fight monsters. I cannot remember the name of that game either. Uh, I don't know, bro. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you do. You. You. We just got it on PlayStation for free. I cannot remember the name of for the life of me. It was a beloved PS2 game. Um, Katamari. No, Nick. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like the whole game is just one boss battle after another. There's nothing in between. Oh, Shadow of the Colossus. Thank you. Yes, that that uh, developer apparently made another game. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember the name of that game either. Uh, I'm having a real hard time. The Last the Guardian. The Last Guardian. Thank you. Yep. The Last Guardian took four freaking ever. Yep. Whole and console cycle in order to get off its feet. And, and it's it was sucked. so dated. <laughs> it did. Yep. Oof. Thank you for that investigative research, Nick. <laughs> yep. All right. So I was saying. Mighty Number no. Nine was bad. It, that was held off a lot. Oh uh, yeah, Duke Nukem Forever was held off for definitely years. Yep, and then it, it caught out and it was fucking trash. Uh, Perfect Dark Zero because I remember I was waiting for that shit because it was on Nintendo sixty four back in the day and it came on three sixty. Wasn't even close to the same game. And apparently, uh, critical reception the new Crash Bandicoot game. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard nothing but negative things about that. Apparently, it feels like a PS2 game played on a PS4 game. I mean, it's crazy that they decided to make an actual, like, instead of just, you know, like what they've been doing by um, re- revamping the games themselves and just, like, redoing the graphics and stuff, that they tried to make another one. Uh, and from what I understand from our buddy Josh, that wasn't even from the same developers as the last Crash Bandicoot game that came out. Right. Uh, so yeah, apparently it just it, they tried to emulate something that was popular in like 2004, and it just didn't, didn't work out. So I hope they don't do that with Spyro now, because then that'll be uh, two for two on misses. And to finish saying what I was saying, Mass Effect Andromeda was one of the games that came out got held off for a whole year. Uh, didn't even come close to the original games. Uh, and, and, and Crackdown 3 was mm-hmm. fucking garbage. Did that come out? It came out. It was trash. Oh, man. I don't even remember that when that came out because that was another game that like I worked for GameStop for an entire year. And that game had been announced when I started and wasn't out when I left. Yeah, I suppose it came out in 2016 and then it only came out. It came, it came, it came out in 2016. But then it got pushed back a bunch of times, and it only came, it came out in February 2019. 
to to garbage reviews and shit. So, yeah, I definitely didn't even know that that came out. Yep. No one really, no one played it. They didn't like it. Um, I I remember the first one and I thought it was cool. I wish they could have changed some things. But apparently they just kept adding the, they just kept re-releasing the same game over and over again and shit. So. Oh, you know what other game didn't really get great reviews? And I remember that uh Sunny actually was the one that got me in the first one. State of Decay 2 didn't get good reviews either. Huh. Mm, yeah. I, I don't know about that, but okay. Yeah, we had a hard time selling copies of those too. And I was like, man, I thought like the first one was so loved, I thought everyone would be clamoring for a second one like that. I don't know. I, I didn't hear that, but yeah, because yeah. they good had a part three. Part three is coming out, so oh, had to do that's a good thing. Yeah, must have good done good monetarily. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think we should go ahead and move on to the next topic and uh, make a segue. Um, mm-hmm. That's what people do. They 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 uh, segue. Build, they they build segues. They build segues. They make segues. They do segues. They ride segues. They they ride to the next topic. I Uh, think that's the most important thing (laughs) is they ride segues. All right. um, Let's go ahead. Everybody knows that you're a man when you have a segway and a mustache, right? Whoa. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Quinn taking shots at people over here. Looking at you, Paul Blart. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Let's go ahead and jump right into the next topic. Um, and let's talk about uh, what we've been reading. Who wants to start? Okay. You want to start. Do I want to start? I'll start. So I've been reading X of Swords and fuck. Like the way it ended was perfect. Lead into the next thing. Mm-hmm. So X of Swords is just about the two islands of Araco and Kokoa were at one time in one point in history together then they separated because of a i guess an alien invasion came so now that apparently all the kids were just they were apocalypse kids and it was like a different secret history for apocalypse and now the chickens have come home to roost for them and they want to take over and take back krakoa from the mutants so they had this whole contest of champions type of thing they had to go find swords and get ready to find out and team up and fight other people that had their own swords and it started off kind of weird how it started because it was like all right the issue starts with one book where you get one they have to go get a sword but it is like rushed through the whole story like the only i think the promising story the best story was was wolverine when he met the guy he had to fight in hell (laughs) because wolverine has been back and forth to hell so many times um uh, the other fight was when Storm, she had to go to Wakanda to get her, get herself a sword, and then she ended up stealing the sword, old school style, like the classic Storm. And their star, those stories was dope as shit. But the way, the, the way the story ended so far, I think people would enjoy it. The trade is, the collected trade of the whole story will be out in January. I think I told Quinn about it. I'm definitely getting that, that trade. And I was really... Uh, weird about Hickman, but now I'm just like fucking in love with all his his shit with X Men. It's like callbacks and all types of shit. These stories with, about a lot a lot of this stuff with the X Men, and it's, it's so fucking cool and shit. And the MVP, I don't know if you guys haven't realized why my Facebook page has that guy on the page. 
he's a fucking real MVP and shit. But while, when you read it, you'll see why. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, I will uh, go ahead and take the helm on this next one. And I'm always excited to talk about Batman, which is exactly what I'm going to talk about. Um, so I've been almost pretty much catching up to uh, Batman right now. Um, you know, Good. I read uh, Dark Designs, and that's what I want to talk about, and just the twists and turns of that book. Um, <laughs> definitely threw me for a loop, uh, that's for sure. Um, definitely didn't see any of it coming, and I am super excited to get into the Joker War, which I heard was kind of a little bit of a letdown, but um, I don't know, man. I, I have high confidence in it not being a letdown. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you like Batman, I think that Tom King did do a good job, but I also am very into the new writer. Um, right. some reason, a lot of people, when I've been reading reviews and stuff like that, they, they for some reason, they weren't a fan of the Tom King run. Yeah, I mean, Tom King, he's a good writer. I think a lot of the time, I think a lot of stuff, people are not used to the fact that he does he does like these long stories, but then he has like that all that filler in the middle. Like he's got too much. What's it? How do we say? We he has too much uh, fluffy stuff in the middle. We just want to yeah. get straight to the point. Yeah, he had a lot of that shit. Not. Oh shit! Can you hear him? No, uh, Willie. If you're still there, we can't hear you. But um, I guess while uh, while Sonny is getting himself together, um, I'll, I'll hop on to what he was kind of explaining. Um, in my opinion, I think Tom King's strength has always been his uh, short form stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won a lot of awards for uh, for Vision over a Marvel, which was only six issues, mm-hmm. and they also won an, an award for Mister um, Miracle, which was uh, six or twelve issues. I can't remember. I want to say it was six. Um, so when he got his Batman gig, um, I think he had to write longer stories. And then I'm sure someone at editorial was like, not only are you doing this book monthly, but you're doing it twice a month. And I'm sure that threw a wrench in his plans. So he did have a lot of like time waster, Mm -hmm. which is fine when you're watching a TV show for free. Uh, it's not fine when you're paying three 99 an issue. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so that can drive away a lot of fans. I remember uh, we talked about the nightmare story arc, which was like right close to the end of his run. Mm-hmm. That was where a lot of people that I heard that were reading it, like in the singles dropped out. Yeah. Um, Cause they just couldn't bear it anymore. Apparently it went, it went too long. And I remember Sonny said kind of something similar to that too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't think Tom King's a bad writer. I just think that he, his run probably could have been like 20 issues shorter if he was allowed to do that. Yeah. And I don't think that's his fault. I'm not going to blame him. Well, I heard he's doing a new um, Batman Cat Catwoman book. And uh, uh, yeah, I think that starts this week. Yep. Yeah. I was going to subscribe to it, but uh, I passed on it. Did you? I did. You know, I'm. <sighs> I'm cool when Catwoman comes into the picture, but when you're talking, if you're talking about a Batman Catwoman book specifically dedicated to two of them, I don't, it just doesn't catch my attention really. So, so here's what I'll tell you. And this is a guy who dropped the book talking you into buying the book. 
Um, so Batman Catwoman is supposed to be the intended finale to Tom King's run. Mm-hmm. They they had him come off the book because um, the the Mortal Hulk and Marvel was outselling Batman, which was a bad look for DC. And so DC wanted to replace him. And like basically they were like, oh, well, we're going to give somebody else your book. But you can go ahead and finish it over here. Um, so that's what they're doing. So if you if you liked that, if you like like Tom King's run and felt like it was abruptly short, like it like it ended abruptly, then I would suggest going to Bat- Batman Catwoman. If you think you wanted to save yourself some money, maybe pick it up and trade later. Yeah, I mean that that that's that's might be what I'm gonna end up doing because I just. I don't know, man. Looking back on it and comparing it now, you know, to what I have read to the the dark designs and all that stuff, I just, uh, I'm just more of a fan of it, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, I guess while uh, I think Sonny is still working out his audio issues. uh, So I guess that's a good. um, Oh, okay. He, it looks like he might be, he might be out. Um, so going on your your Batman uh, talk, um, James Tinian is the current Batman writer who whom you said you liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, while he's been doing Batman, he's been doing another book that actually won a couple of awards last year mm-hmm. called um, "Something Is Killing the Children," and that was over at Boom Studios. Uh, so I've had a couple of different people in a new comics group that I just joined. Uh, like, like everyone pretty much was like raving about this book. All right, so, uh, so I guess speaking to what Nick was talking about. All uh, right. <laughs> J- uh, James Tinian also has another book over at Boom Studios called "Something Is uh, Something Is Killing the Children," and I was at I was in another comics group and uh, on Facebook. How dare and, you? And ha ha, I know. First off, how dare you? Second but, uh, off. <laughs> Well, well, let me tell you why that's awesome, because I'm getting a bunch of recommendations like this book. So apparently uh-huh. James Tinian, while he's been doing Batman, has been also writing this series, and they've been saying it's it's really close to if, like, Stephen King and Stranger Things had a baby. Mm-hmm. And I definitely get those vibes. I read the first trade, and it's about uh, this little kid who is afraid of the dark, where he's, like, forced to go into the woods with his friends at night on a dare, and mm-hmm. all, of his, all of his friends were eaten by this creature. And, um, you know, as the weeks go on, more and more kids keep disappearing. Some of their being, some of them are being found eviscerated. Some of them are just, are just completely gone missing. No one can find them. And so, um, we meet this really creepy character that kind of reminds me something from Death Note. Uh, this very standoffish blonde woman. We still don't know her name, but she is a, uh, like a monster hunter. Uh, and she sounds absolutely insane when she speaks because she clearly does not know how to speak to uh, other human beings. Um, but she, she is basically tasked by this person over this, these uh, consecutive phone calls to basically track this ki- this creature and kill it. And uh, by the end of the first volume, uh, things are not really looking great. Uh, so <laughs> it's... Uh, it's really good. It's really different from everything that I've read from James Tinian. He's done a a plethora of different books. Uh, he mm-hmm. was the writer of um, or the co-writer for Justice League recently. 
Um, he was also, I want to say he was the writer for Detective Comics when that first started for Rebirth. And he was the one that did the whole Detective Comics thing with like Clayface being a good guy and um, and Kate Kane, or not Kate Kane, but um, uh, Black Bat was in there and some other people that were like all part of like the Bat family. Um, so he's already had some experience over there with Batman and his indie comics are just as great. So I'll have to let you borrow that, Nick. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but what about you, Quinn? What have, what have you been reading and stuff? Um, I've been re so I've been reading that. Um, I've been reading Kick-Ass vs. Hit-Girl, which has been really good. Um, and I've also been reading, um, uh, I'm still reading X-Men. I still haven't caught completely up with X of Swords. I'm waiting for that trade that, uh, Sonny was talking about earlier, because X of Swords is like a 22-issue event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to decide whether I wanted to eat this week or, uh, buy lots and lots and lots of X-Men. Um, <laughs> no, X-Men, all the way. Uh, I mean, I guess I could eat my comic books. They're just not as tasty. <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, um, I, and I'm reading, uh, reading Avengers, um, and I am still reading a couple of different limited series that I'm trying to catch up with for uh, DC. So okay. uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I uh, think that's good enough to go ahead and jump into how everybody feels about Wonder Woman being released on HBO Max on Christmas. Yes. Uh, before we start, Sonny, are you back? Okay. All right. I, he he did say he was uh, he was going to step out for a moment. So uh, Nick, uh, yeah. So Wonder Woman, uh, nineteen eighty four, mm-hmm. is coming to HBO Max on Christmas Day. It's going to mm-hmm. be in theaters and it's going to be on HBO Max. Uh, how do you feel about it, and where are you going to go see it? Um. God, not in the theaters. I can tell you that now. Okay. With this, uh, unfortunately, with the way things are going, I don't think that'll be happening anytime soon, really, and for it to be comfortable. Now, I did hear something. I can't remember where I heard it from. It could have been you, but apparently places like AMC and all that are thinking about renting out like a, a theater for a family for like a hundred bucks. And I'm uh, yeah, we did talk about that on a podcast and they still are offering that. If you go right to their app, that's the first thing that pops up. Yeah. Which what, what's like the time limit on that? Um, so hang on. I am, uh, if I can pull it up real quick, which I don't know if I can. Um, so what they were doing is out oh, here. We have private theater rentals. Um, so from what I understand, you can have up to 20 people. Mm-hmm. I want to say... Okay, here we go. So it says, choose uh, available fan fades for $99 plus tax on new releases. Or, sorry, or new releases starting at $149.99. Huh. So what that means is, uh, I guess $100, you can choose whatever movie you'd like. But if it's something that's currently running, like I think Freaky is out, The War with Grandpa, uh, Let Him Go... Um, probably Tenet. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you want to rent one of those movies that like literally just came out, it's an extra fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, but twenty people in a theater, the probably seats like what one fifty usually. I don't yeah. know. I mean, if you had twenty friends that were all okay with going to the movies, I guess that's fine. But 
I think, or or a nice family thing, you know. Oh yeah, and you can rent it out Christmas Day. You might even be able to get Wonder Woman. All right. Um, but back onto the topic. I mean, I had, overall, I had, am excited for Wonder Woman to come out. I am um, obviously not going to go see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know though. I'm I'm hesitant to see how it's going to go and like if it's going to be popular enough slash make enough money for them to be like, you know, let's, let's do another one. Hmm. Oh, Hey, Sonny. Uh, do you want to, do you want to throw your, uh, your hat in the ring? Um, so the question that was asked was, uh, Wonder Woman 84 is, is hitting release day in theaters and on HBO max. Right. Uh, are you going to be able to, are you, are you looking forward to it? And, uh, where are you going to go see it? Um, well, I'm looking forward to it to see. I'm glad it's coming out. Um, I think to to tag along with what Nick was saying, I think it will. I think it will make money because you got some places where people still want to go out and do things. You know what I mean? So they can still go to movie theaters, especially in, in Los Angeles and all those places. Mm-hmm. One of those those big markets like that. People still go to the movie theaters and whatnot because I see it all day long on Twitter. Just seeing Tenant was amazing and shit like that. But, you know. I, I'm fine with it. I'll check it out on uh, HBO Max. Mm-hmm. You know when it comes out, and if it's good, I'll, I'll pre-order the Blu-ray to put it in my collection for real. Yeah, hopefully, so it's good. Yeah, so for me, I'm going to answer the question. And I'm going to ask another one. Um, <laughs> so I am excited for it. Uh, I, if it was only available in theaters. And there was no pandemic going on. I don't know if I would go see it on release day, but because it is available to me on HBO Max on Christmas Day in a world where I'm not going to go see um, friends and family on Christmas Day, um, I am personally paying the price of HBO Max to be able to see Wonder Woman because I do not already have it. Uh, Will you boys be doing the same Oh, so, I like, have so HBO Max for free. Okay, so you already have it. So, Sonny, in a hypothetical world where you don't have your magical means, would you be purchasing HBO <laughs> and uh, HBO Max just to be able to, to view Wonder Woman eighty four on Christmas Day? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, I would, yeah, just I was going to get it on HBO Max. Cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that to, to support the movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I I get a free trial with a free trial or a free year i can't remember through at&t and i have not redeemed it yet yeah so i i'm gonna activate it like tomorrow so i have exactly from you know the first to the 30th um and i have a feeling i'm gonna end up loving hbo but uh that'll be my free trial um my my mother who is not a huge superhero fan but is a huge wonder woman fan is mm-hmm. very excited about this movie so that is what we are going to be doing as a family on christmas day nice yeah it'll be it'll be good I, I, hopefully it'll be good and some of the things i thought about the movie are true about the movie with the whole uh steve trevor situation um but i guess that's for another show i guess after we see it yeah now i want to ask you guys another question related to it um do you think i mean if if we're gonna play a guessing game okay and then we'll reevaluate this after christmas um so there's a new movie soul that is coming on 
Disney Plus. That was supposed to be their Disney Pixar movie of the year. And then we also have Wonder Woman 84 coming out on HBO Max. Mm. Which one do you think is going to be the bigger drive during Christmas Day? Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. They only had one trailer for fucking uh, for Soul and shit. For Soul? I mean, mm. yes, but I always have learned to not underestimate those Disney Pixar movies. Every time I think, oh man, this will do okay, it like does like bonkers in the box office. Like People just really clamor for like Disney Pixar movies. I mean, if anything, if anything, it'll be on the, you know, the, the thing about that, the theaters versus the streaming thing like we're doing now, mm-hmm. it may do better streaming, actually. So I'll take that back what I said. It may do better actually streaming because people will be like, uh, most people have Disney Plus, you know what I mean? Because Disney yeah. Plus, Disney Plus did, I mean, to, to put it this way, Disney Plus did more, more buys than when WWE released that WWE network. It took them maybe a year and a half to get a million subscribers. Yeah. And Disney Plus did it in what? Fucking two days. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it was like I think they have like 80 million subscribers. It's something insane like that. Yeah, it's insane and shit. And it's like, so they'll make, they'll get more if they, because they're not going to charge us to watch the soul all day like they did Mulan. They, they are not. And it, there's still rumors floating around there about Black Widow coming onto Disney Plus that way as stakeholder survey. I've been hearing a lot of rumors about that from like official, like official sources. So we're going to find out on December 10th whether that is or isn't true. And if so, so they need- I have a feeing that they're still going to make that premiere access, though. See, that's the thing. They shouldn't. I don't know. This is just my. This is my my personal beef with that. Like we already paid. I mean, I already had issues with it anyway. With the whole the whole package thing, where you get like the uh, the Hulu, the Disney Plus, and the UFC. But then if you watch UFC, Not then you UFC, still got uh, ESPN. Yeah, they have UFC too. Oh, do they? I didn't know that. So if you have the, if you get the UFC thing, it's like you still got to pay for the shit. Like, you know what I mean? You still got to pay for the, the the fight. Like, what am, what am I paying for the? You know, it's all there. Yeah. But and then it's like thirty bucks. Like the fuck, thirty dollars? That's a lot. Yeah. So it's four. So it's forty because you're also paying your monthly fee as well. It's fucking insane. Like if you're just gonna do it, they need to find a way. Yeah. Personally, I don't know how you can do it, but they need to find a way. Like shit, if they got if you got Wonder Woman the first week or so. Fucking put commercials on that shit. Like, you know what I mean? To get your money back for it. Just have all those ads on it. Like, it'll yeah. stop. Or I have you loading emissions or something. Like, you're watching, like, the Pluto TV shit type movies or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have ads on there. You just get your money back that way with the revenue. Because I'm people, I'm sure people will be like, oh, yeah, Snickers will put your money down to put it on Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. Uh-huh. Like, they, have, they, can, they can make it like a, the new version of the Super Bowl. Well, we you also know? know this is like big greed, too, because they know that Wonder Woman was going to make it like a big a big wave of the box office anyway. And they're giving it to us if we just subscribe to their platform. So with Disney, I feel like it's just greed because they know that they have that many subscribers with that many eyes on it. And they could just let it go because they have 80 million people paying nine ninety nine. Right, right. Or, or, yeah, it's nine ninety nine, right? Or seven ninety nine. Uh, I can't remember what it is. It's one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either either way, either way, they're making their money already. Right. And then, what ticked me off about the Mulan situation is that then they, two weeks later, they didn't tell anybody, but two weeks later, they dropped it on like every other platform for thirty dollars. So people subscribe just to Disney Plus to watch Mulan. Not a lot of people, but some people did. 
Right. And so they felt gypped. And then on top of that, then I went to Walmart, say, like two weeks ago, and it's on Blu-ray now for less than it was for that, you know, that streaming watch. And so, yeah, they need to figure that out because I don't think that's fair to their consumers. Um, Netflix does the shit like they had, like when uh, Chris Hemsworth Extraction came out, mm -hmm. uh, like people really didn't hit people didn't really know about it if you only if you really watch netflix like that and that was like one of the biggest movies they had that year and they had like all, all the ads like oh such and such views they had this many views yeah and obviously they made that money back because the views so mm -hmm. what's the problem disney that you can't have if people watch if you got like you like quinn said if it's almost 80 million people watching the movie why why are you why aren't you making money back that way like the same way Netflix does? Because if a movie if a movie on Netflix, if people watch it and watch it and watch it and watch because they don't really put that shit on DVD or Blu-ray, right? right. If people watch it, they actually have sequels to shit sometimes. You know what I mean? Like what's 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 the difference between Netflix and and and, and Disney that um that they, that they're two different things? I don't understand what the problem is, but yeah. But I mean, either way, um, kind of go back to what we were talking about, um. I think Wonder Woman will still perform really well um, with or without theaters. Now, I, now, don't get me wrong. I don't think they're going to be able to touch the amount of money that they might have gotten through through like purely theater chains. Um, but I think it'll do. I think it'll do well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah. Um, another sad thing that we got to talk about for DC is. Uh, this week we found out that Black Lightning season four will be its last. Um, and boy, I personally feel like this like universe that I was kind of looking forward to that they have like just created. I mean, they had just melt. They just, it, it feels like they just meshed all these worlds together so that everyone can coexist and it could be more streamlined. And they fixed all of the 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 cracks that I saw in their plan. And now that everything's like looks like it's like seamless and working, now things are dropping off. Now Supergirl's ending. Now Black Lightning's ending. Now I understand some of this has to be due to pandemic, um, because I'm sure you know running costs on those TV shows are very high. Um, but boy, it's it's really sad. Um, uh, Sonny, I know you enjoyed Black Lightning. I know you were one of the three of us that actually watched it. Um, how, how do you feel about this? I, th I think it sucks because you don't have a lot of shows that have black perspective on TV anyway. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's like, okay, you, you're ending the show. I don't know if it was a, a particular reason behind it because I still haven't found the information for it yet to see if, the, if there's a reason why they did it. But Black Lightning definitely was one of the one of the one of the brightest spots of, of the Arrowverse. Well, I guess you want to say Arrowverse because mm, they didn't come this into season, they didn't, the first season of the Arrowverse. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't come into it to like later, to the to after the crisis. But you know, I was looking, I was looking forward to see how they was going to integrate all that stuff with Superman being around and mm -hmm. all that other stuff and the little makeshift Justice League and how they lost like three Justice League members, right? Three or four, <laughs> right? And how? Quinn, hello. Yeah, did hello? we lose Sunny again? Hello. 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 
Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Can Can you hear me? Hello? Quinn? Yes. Hi, I'm here. Sonny. What is, ha- what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Sonny can hear us. Sonny. I, I said hello. Oh, go ahead. Continue talking, buddy. Okay. I don't know why you stopped talking. We thought you dropped out. And I stopped talking there. I kept saying stuff when I was talking. But they, so I wanted to see how they was going to finish this Justice League thing and I'll explain how, why Kate, Kate disappeared. I'm like, okay, she's not here. I wanted to see Supergirl's response to that. And, you know, now we'll never, we'll get it, but it's not going to, it's going to be off putting. And the rumors that I heard about season three is with like well, whatever season Supergirl's in, that somehow she gets sent back to her of Earth or some shit by Lex Luthor or something. And that's how they ended that way. So and we'll see. Not to mention uh Marsha Manhunter, who's a supporting cast member, but a Justice League member. So yeah, it's just it's just gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. I feel like all of a sudden, real quick, like Flash is the last man standing. <laughs> like, which I mean, I don't know how I feel about that either. I don't know if I necessarily have a problem with it or if I'm just like, okay. I mean, now we just lost all crossovers, which were very important for. They were that that, uh, that the shows. Yes, we yeah. got through the biggest one, and now all of a sudden everything crumbles after that, and it was supposed to make everything more seamless. Mm-hmm. And like I, I have a fear, and I've said it a couple times on the show. Like I have, a, I have a genuine fear that no matter how good or bad Batgirl is this or Batwoman this is this season, I feel like that show is already doomed before it starts. I have a feeling that's still going to be like it's going to be mid-season, and they're going to be like, oh, we're actually we're canceling that show, and like we're halting production on Super Superman, and like. And then the very last announcement will be like, and this will be Flash's last season. And then like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, maybe I'm overthinking it, but like, it just seems like everything's kind of crumbling right this second. And I know it's due to pandemic and I know it's budget and I, but like Supernatural's off the air. So I know that's not really going to be taking their budget anymore. And, like, I thought Black Lightning was doing all right enough. And same thing with Supergirl. I thought that was doing all right enough to warrant more, but I guess not. Uh, and then, uh, Sonny, aren't they still doing an Arrow show? No. I thought they were calling it the Arrow. What, what were they calling it? They were calling it something last season. Canaries? Green Arrow, Green Arrow and the Canaries. Yeah, I thought that show was just going to continue. Was that just nope. to finish out the season? Nope. It's not continuing at all. They didn't pick it up. Wow. Okay. I mean, so, okay. So that, yeah, that's literally just leaving what? Just, just Flash and Batwoman. Flash, Batwoman. Whenever Superman, Flash, Flash, um, Batwoman and Superman and Lois and Clark. Well, Superman and Lois. I don't even want to count that until it starts because we don't know how far along that is on production, whether it could be canceled or not by now. That's on the docket. I'm just saying that's on yeah. the docket. That's the oh, movie they're doing. Trust me. So I'm, I'm not saying it. it's I'm coming. My fingers crossed, bro, because I really, really, really want a Superman and a Batman TV show, and we're getting at least one of them. So, because <laughs> <laughs> um, if this doesn't work, nothing ever will. Uh, we'll have to go back to the drawing board for the next ten years. Um, <laughs> well, they already put out. The, they put apparently DC had put out these posters a couple weeks ago with like talking about the Omniverse thing. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw him. They had like uh, Ben Affleck. Um, what's that? Uh, what's the What's the new guy's name? The new Batman. Oh, Robert Pop- Pattinson. Yeah, they had, they had him. Robert Pattinson. They had like a, like all these different poses. They had Michael Keaton and all the different like stuff like that. And it was dope as shit. Uh, they had Superman. They showed. Uh, Cl- uh, I said Clark Kent. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they show they show the, the Arrowverse Superman, uh Harry Cavill, um, Christopher Reeve, and um Brandon Ralph and shit on the poster. And then they had the Wonder Woman, which was like crazy too. They did that. So I mean, hopefully, I mean, like they said, all this stuff is somehow they just different worlds and shit. So I don't know. May hopefully they they they'll do that and figure out what they're gonna do. Because I believe in Greg Volante because he, he cares about the... the um, I, I do, too. It's just you never know if anything's safe with coronavirus these days. Yeah, it's pretty true, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, I don't think it has anything to do with quality of the show. It's just, it's just a matter of can they bring in viewership, I guess. Well, you, I, that's, just, that's a guess. I don't know, because Black Lightning, I think the, the producer, a kill, was done doing the show. So... I don't know if it was coronavirus or anything like that, but maybe, I don't know. We'll deep dive into that and maybe we can talk about that again. But yeah. But Uh, was there anything else on the, anything on the docket? No, before one last one thing, last thing, um, stuff is happening. Um, Jeez. I thought I I was the one drinking here. Come on. (laughs) Right. I just had tea. I didn't even have a beer or anything like that. Um, okay, so the last thing we wanted to touch on before we get out of here, I know it's been a little bit longer than we thought, but um, what we actually want to do with the podcast going forward, what our intentions are for 2021, and what our hopes are. Um, I mean, just throwing it out there, guys, first thing that comes to your mind when I say 2021 and I say Comics Collective, Quinn, what do you say? Um, I think it would be really cool to have like a bite-sized, maybe like 20-minute episode we can pick one book for all three of us to read, like a like a like a graphic novel, something one and done that we can all read and talk about, and just have that as a as a dedicated thing that we can do once monthly. Ooh, okay, uh, Sonny. I say I say comics collective twenty twenty one. What do you say? Do more video content. Try to do some videos. Get us get us some videos on YouTube. Okay, uh, just. Mm-hmm. Do more, put put more episodes out like we're supposed to. Just get it done. Get it done. Okay. okay. We got an audience. It's just we gotta, you know, stuff That's happens. True. Life happens. Life happens. That's true too. Um, okay. Uh, when I hear Comics Collective in 2021, I uh, definitely agree with Sonny. You know, I, I I think video content, and I also think uh, uh, like once a month as well. Um, us getting together in the same room and doing the podcast. That'd be cool. Yeah, I know that. I know that at least Nick and I we have, we both have like omnidirectional microphones. We can make that work. Yeah, you no. can't do that. You can still do the, the video part and just that's what on. I'm saying. I pop yeah. up, pop up two cameras. I pop yeah. up uh, mics. Good to go, man. But uh, aside from that, um, I think we're good. Anybody else have any final thoughts? No. Um, I think we said that we well the parts that I was on, <laughs> it was fine. So yeah, I think we said everything we need to say. Yep, 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 yep. Well, until next time, my name is Nick. I'm Quinn. And this is Sunny, and this is Commerce Collective. <laughs>